0: Hello, and welcome back to the Persuasion Lab podcast. I'm your host, Moed Amin. The goal for this show is to help elevate your persuasion and selling skills. And we look at that through the lens of science, deep levels of research. And this is not just for salespeople, this is for anyone where persuasion is a core part of your success. And we also look at the wider aspects of um, persuasion, not just the kind of core conventional wisdom elements of sales. So we've had experts on from, on the show from functional medicine practitioners to personal brand experts, to human behavior experts, you name it. If it has anything to do with your excellence and persuasion, we will discuss that and have the right people on the show. Now, my guest today is a veteran of 36 years. He's led sales in uh, well-known brands like Oracle, Fujitsu, DSP and Capgemini. Since 2019, he has dived deep into social media and and kind of social selling. Uh, And he is a contributor for the likes of Rev Genius as well as Power MBA. Um, He is currently the uh, uh, director or the CEO and co-founder of DLA Ignite. And their mission is to help businesses um, tap into the world of social media to better connect with their network. So whether that's your customers, your uh, suppliers, your partners, your your investors, or even future employees as well. Um, now, you probably already know the potential of social media. You're likely using it quite heavily in your GTM approach. But the challenge is that a lot of companies actually use social media in a destructive way and often harming their relationships with a network as well as their own brand. So my guest with his business is on a mission to change that. So please... Help me welcome someone who also feels that he should have played Quidditch for England, Mr. Tim Hughes. Tim, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Moheed. It's really exciting to be here. Thank you so much. It's, um, what, a, what a wonderful day to be alive.
0: I have to say, yeah, it's it's very, for, for any of you that are not in the UK, it's actually snowing
1: outside. It's It's been snowing, uh, yes. It's, it's a yeah. lovely white, it's, we, I live in London. We don't get snow very often but it's a, it's a, just a beautiful um stillness that you get with this uh, snow it's
0: lovely. Oh it was it was absolutely calm and still and and I have a I have a young daughter and uh, as anyone knows when you have young children they just go absolutely excited about this snow. So it really it really starts your day off in the in the right way so I have to say it's really good to speak with you today Tim. I've got I, to ask before all the stuff we talk about social media I've got to ask why quidditch for England?
1: Well actually it's a um The question is is right on point, and it's probably going to be what we're going to talk about today, which is that um, our job as salespeople are to get conversations because conversations create sales. What I sell um, and what probably everybody out there uh, sells requires us to have a conversation. Um, And um, your summary title on LinkedIn is the most visible thing about you on the Internet um, and therefore use it. What you should be doing is using it to create conversations now the mistake that most people make because most linkedin trainers and influence mm-hmm. seem to tell you this is to put what you do it's a massive mistake because i can look at it and i go well i don't want to buy that so i get lots of people coming to me saying and their title will be i helps i have help small businesses with their accounting now i already have an accountant So I just go, I mean, even before, if they they try and connect to me, I know what they're gonna do, they're gonna try and sell to me, so I just ignore it. So there's people out there losing business because they're following what these so-called experts are telling you. It's about a conversation. What I get with my title is people go, what on earth is that? And people ask me questions and it creates a conversation and and the conversations create sales. So, and so the point is, is what you need to do on your, your summary title is it needs to be your why not your what it's it's there it's there so so if you google yourself um google loves linkedin because it's for the content um and probably unless you have your own um blog site or something like that the, the the first thing that will come up will be your linkedin profile your job is to get someone to come to your profile now if it says i help um small businesses with, account- with accounting you just go well i'm just going to try and send me some accounting so i'm not interested if they go what um should have should have played critics ring them they'll go what's that they'll come to my linkedin profile and as i have the professional audition of linkedin it tells me who's been to my linkedin profile so I'll, even if they don't connect to me or say anything i've got an ability to have a conversation because i say oh mohi has been to my linkedin profile i can go away and have that conversation conversation's great sounds
0: and should it be because you raise a good point about you know, your tagline on LinkedIn. And so there's been a lot of advice out there, as you just said, a lot of bad advice out there, a lot of bad, okay, a lot of good point, a lot of bad advice. So so should. So using your example here, should it be something as left field as Quidditch for England? Or can it be something else? So let's take the example of the accountant? How should that accountant think about what the tagline should be? We're not going to probably come up with a tagline right now, maybe you can, but I'm I'm interested in helping our viewers and listeners understand the process by which they come to that answer. So,
1: so, so, so one of the things about a lot of these experts, so-called experts, is they don't understand simple psychology. In 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 our brain, we have two uh, two parts of the brain. We have the modern brain, and we have the the the, the old brain or the Olympic brain. What we need to be, do, what 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 the modern brain does, it it understands facts. So, what you're doing, as soon as you say, um, I, I'm an um, I help small businesses with a with accountancy is that you're appealing to the modern brain, it understands language, it understands yes or no. Um, and, or, and, you know, you, you might, or understand facts. So when you say someone has 25 years experience in something, what you're doing is that you're talking to that brain, parts of the brain. Now someone can say, I've got 26 years experience. So, but, but what you're doing is what you, what you need to be doing is you need to be, uh, um, appealing to the Olympic brain the olympic brain doesn't understand language it's the it's the it's the brain that we had when we were on the serengeti where what we needed to do when we got up in the morning was basically make sure that we weren't eaten by a saber toothed tiger uh, and and what we do so so there's certain instances in life where people say i've got this gut reaction i you know i've got this gut reaction i, I think that tim tim hughes is an idiot that that that's your olympic brain uh, talking to you um, or where you have that, you know, that feeling. I, I really like Tim Buse. he seems to be saying something that that, that that's really useful. Um, and what you need to be doing is that you need to be appealing to that limbic brain as because what you'll do is that that's the thing that, where people will come and look at your profile. That's the where, where people will walk towards you. And hopefully what we'll do is we'll talk today about the transformation that's taken place with social media. We know that social media has changed the world. We know it's changed society and we know it's changed business, but we still have a people, a lot of people in denial. And they're in denial because they're so used to doing things that they have done since the 1980s. Um, But what we've seen with um, uh, social media is the fact that um, people are actually, if you use social media in the right, right way, you'll actually get prospects walking towards you rather than walking away from you. And this is so. So so the summary title is actually one of the ways that you can actually start um, getting people going. So what does that mean? And You know, there's 850 million people on LinkedIn. What you need to do is be different. And at the moment, what happens with salespeople is that they all try and look exactly the same. So the buyer doesn't uh, can't differentiate them. Um, And what happens is what you want is that as people walk down the high street, which is LinkedIn, and they look in all the different shop windows, they they see you and they go that looks interesting so namus consulting which is a hundred and twenty person oracle reseller uh, they their clients of ours um they're in the situation the ceo tells me this uh, chris mason tells me the story about how a salesperson sorry a, a buyer was on um, social media they were looking for a solution to their problem um and What they did was that they actually walked towards the salesperson and said, you look interesting. Can you help me? That turned into a two point six million dollar deal. Now they've taken another half a million out of that client. Now, the converse to that is that most people look at salespeople on on social media and say you're salespeople. I'm not interested in you. I don't trust you. I don't believe you. I don't believe a word you say. And you're going to try and sell me something that I don't want. And this is the transformation that we've been able to uh, work out with our methodology, where we actually have people walking towards salespeople saying, can you help me? And that's fundamentally different.
0: Can you give examples of headlines that you have seen to be really good? What 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 would that look like?
1: Any headline that creates a conversation. And in fact, when I look out on LinkedIn, I would say that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of headlines are rubbish, because people don't. People are listening to this false narrative that's out there. These these so called experts that actually don't understand stuff. You know. It, you know. When you put. Um, you know. I get. As I say, I get people sending me connection requests. They for start they don't understand how to send connection requests, and it says you know other classic i get is i help i help ceos um uh lose weight and get fit well i don't need to do that so i just go ignore and mm. and, and it's like you know they're losing business whereas if it said something like should have played credit for england it's like what's that oh that's interesting and then maybe we had a conversation and then the conversation turns around to he said so, so so do you do you work out do you get and, and that's the difference it, this this is Social media is social media. It's not spam media. And people mm. have to get away from this notion that life is all about interruption. So if you go back to the 1980s, um w- when I first started in sales, you know, we rang people up, we interrupted them and you pitch. Then in the 1990s, we found email marketing and that was great because it was free. And that what you did was you interrupted people and you pitch. And then if you think about advertising, what well, advertising is that basically what you do is you interrupt a new pitch. And people therefore think that the way that you sell is that you interrupt a new pitch, except you don't do it any, anymore. Well, if you do, your um, your business isn't, you're not gonna be in business for very long. This is social media. This is social on media. And what you do is you have conversations. And, and research shows that people come to social media to have those conversations. We don't come to social media to read brochures or brochureware or or the, the rubbish that most companies put out at, at which they see, deem to think is content. We're not interested in it. And if you when people when you say, okay, are you really interested in a brochure? Everyone goes, no. Well, of course you're not. You can get that on the website. And in fact, most people that are sharing, you know, p- billions of dollars are being spent on employee advocacy when really what they're doing is that they're training the algorithm to 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 a, ignore that person and b for the customers to ignore that person. And, and so there's a there's a whole this this whole thing that's fundamentally wrong in sales and marketing, which is we know that marketing's broken. broken. Um, and and the fact of the matter is, is that people are in denial about it and they don't do anything about it. And my book or my first book that came out back in 2016 uh, readdresses that and explains about the way, that the way that the world has changed. Um, and COVID has just accelerated that, you know, we know that everybody's online. We know that we search in a different way. You know, um, we, we, we know, we know we don't look at ads. We know that we don't take cold calls anymore. We know that we don't have time to look at spam emails that come in and we create rules so that we don't see it. We know all those things. And then we basically go away and 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 um, commission advertising or commission, you know, put more stuff out through email marketing. Why are people self sabotaging themselves when they know that there's a solution to it, um, but they don't do it? And then we see layoffs. Then we see layoffs in the market. And you go, right, okay. So is there a connection here between the fact that you're using legacy um, sales and marketing methods, um, you've not, and and the fact that you're laying stuff off? I mean workers, the the employees need to understand and they need to understand what's being done in, in, in terms of the leadership in their companies. Because if they're, they're the people that are going to be laid off. And if those companies are still using legacy sales and marketing methods, those employees in the front line are going to be the ones that are going to be laid off. So they need to basically rise up and do something about it.
0: So are you saying that social selling, if done the right way, of course, that should represent the larger proportion of your kind of outbound sales or marketing approach are you saying that basically we now have a bunch of companies that are still using old methodologies like cold calling email marketing you know cold emailing etc and that forms say let's say arbitrarily that forms 80 percent of their outbound strategy you're saying now that should be flipped on its head and social well, selling should take okay, the Okay. The, the,
1: the first thing about social selling is that you know so this this is it, social selling is a methodology it's a process there's a lot of people out there that seem to think you know here we are sitting in the fourth industrial revolution um which is this this movement to social and digital and the answer to that is basically to train um, sales people in a two hour hints and tip session it's a strategy it's not a tactic if you start training people in hints and tip sessions i can guarantee you that you will get zero response you're wasting your money um, and 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 you know you know anybody that basically signs up to this you you're just wasting time and, and 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 effort this is a process everybody who's been through our process switches off all of the legacy methods after a certain amount of time they come in thinking oh this is just an extra thing that they that they've got to do during the day and then when they recognize you know we've got clients that are getting a 10,000 to 1 roi now i know people that are spamming people on linkedin who who've moved from so email marketing for example um hubspot say that email marketing basically has a 98% failure rate salesforce say that cold calling has anything between a 98% and a 99% failure rate you know anybody who's standing up in at the in front of a board today and say right our strategy is email marketing it's got a 98% failure rate but trust me it's going to be great um, um and cold calling is 99% but you know if we if we if we spam enough people Maybe someone will talk to us, you know, come on, it's 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 nearly 2023 um, and and, you know, the people, the people who are doing that are going to fail. You know, when you're seeing when you're seeing significant changes taking place and people, you know, I've got clients, you know, we switched off the Google ads. We switched off the, the, the email. We have a client who is an email marketing company. They can't sell anything. Using their email marketing tool. They've switched it off. They've even stopped trying to sell for it. They're now tran- transforming to social selling, social selling to sell an email marketing tool that doesn't work. I mean, how? I mean, you know, the world is completely gone mad. You know, here are organizations that recognize that they're getting business. You know, Namos, um, as I said, $2.6 million a deal. Just by someone walking towards them, that's business being taken off the competition. Hmm. You, you, you know, this is this is not. Um, yeah, you know, if you want to sell, uh, uh, I live near Tuckingham. You know, ru- uh, uh, rugby tickets for you know, and you, you know, you want to do something like that. It's a very very quick. Um, do you want to go or do you want to go? Get your credit card and I'll basically sell your ticket. Cold calling, great. You, you're, if you're in the business of B2B enterprise and you're looking to build relationships and sell significant deals, you won't do it by, you know, you, you can't ring up the cold call, the finance director of, of GlaxoSmithKline, which is one of the um, big companies near me. And what it's doing is it just pushes the salespeople lower and lower in the organization. You know we're talking to people that are desperate they've got no pipeline they've got they've got rents to pay they've got um uh people to 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 pay and and they just and they just listen to the latest thing that's on LinkedIn you know from somebody who doesn't actually have any data it's just just you know that we we actually called out one social selling expert and he said oh it's just a laugh he said I've just put this meme out for a laugh it's like Okay, you've got a whole bunch of people here that are changing their strategy in their business, based on what you think is a laugh. How do you feel about that? Oh, it's just a laugh. Come on, this, you know, this, this, you know, as what we did when we set up the business, the whole business is to set up and connect social media with revenue and profit. And that's what we do. And I've had feedback after feedback from the first book, which is about its the first book I've read where we can actually see the connection between doing stuff on social media and actually getting pipeline and getting revenue. And what I've done with the second book is I bulked it up. So we've moved from 187 pages to 306. I've updated all of the the text um, and um, I've I've made sure that I've used all of the the knowledge that we have right now and put that into the book. So this is about talking to organizations about how they get digital, uh, how how can they basically own the marketplace? So so this is um, so. So um, and we also talk about organizations who are the leading technical, or commercial, digital, digital influencer in your market of vertical, how you can basically take the markets and basically own the, the, the narrative, push the oxygen away from all of your clients. This is something that we've always wanted to do. Ever since I moved into sales, you know, I wanted to be able to get a, a situation where we could actually control the narrative, and now organisations can do that, but they just want to send out emails to people and waste their time and waste their money. Rather than actually saying, "Look, you know, we we want to go balls out. We want to be the number one. We want to get generate revenue. We want to get, generate um, leads and meetings, and we're going to do it strategically by understanding how we can exploit the the possibilities of social media, simple psychology, um, and and own that and and and, and own the market. And organisations are doing it. So in the book, um, I get. I've got Chris Fleming. You can go out and look on LinkedIn and look for Chris Fleming. He's the CEO of uh, CyberHawk. They're a, a drones company. They look at drones for uh, um, oil rigs and uh, pylons and things like that. Two years ago, two years ago, he decided that they were going to be a digital company. That's empowering the people to understand what digital is. It's not about apps and 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 stuff this is about empowering your people to understand digital to use the di- new way of working to get your new processes to strip out cost and make you more efficient uh he he talks about it in his in i've actually got him to contribute to this second part of the book now he decided to be a digital company two years ago now if you're not a digital company you're two years behind that people are this is not some um, this is not some future state. People are already doing this, and this is one of the things about this second book, is, which is I've got people from Ericsson, from Mercer, from Namos, from Ring Central, from Telstra, from Cyberhawk, um, how to run a how how to run a, um, a set of QBR um, reviews in a, in a in a digital world, all basically contributing to a book about how to sell in a, in the modern world, modern selling in the modern world. Um, and Chris Fleming is, is 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 really insightful. There's a page and a half of his um, of how he discusses about being a digital business. Um, and the fact that he understands the need for content um, because we know that the modern buyer is looking for content. They're looking for insight, they're looking to be entertained. they're looking for um, um, to, to to be told things they don't know. They're not looking for brochures, they're looking for for insightful content. And what they do as a Drens company is that they actually have loads of it because they're a Dren's company. So you know he's put out things like if you think about those um, big wind power propellers, they put a drone down the one of those propellers. It's it's fascinating what it looks like. But the thing is, is that we have to every product, whatever we do, however interesting or ever boring, we have to create content about it because we know that our clients are looking for it. So it's just a just a just wanted to go um and talk a little bit about the digital and the and the process and the change that that's taken place. Um and the way that the organizations are um are are working differently
0: today. Everything you've said I agree with, by the way. Right. And I, I got a chance to read the book early. Uh thank you for sending it to me. So no, just welcome. for everyone. Just just for everyone who who uh who's th- who's wondering what is this book? What is the title? So, so the title is Social Selling, uh Techniques to Influence Um Buyers and Change Makers. Now you you obviously the second published edition, the f- yes. This is the second edition now. It's that a you've
1: yellow
0: cover, yeah. Which is the one behind you, right? it is the one behind me
1: but if you're watching in in um just the audio then you won't see it yeah so what you you've you've talked a lot about
0: you know we you know we've got to be digital right the approach has to be different um and i completely agree with you about the just the huge inefficiencies when it comes to cold calling and cold emailing um you know one or two percent conversion rate is not something to build a sustainable business on. No. Um, and so, so here's the big question, which mm-hmm. I hear from a lot of businesses, um, which is how do we go about it? Right? There's obviously a transition period, but how do we start to get better at using digital, using social media in order to advance our sales? So, c- can you walk us through, Tim? what are the kind of steps in the process that we should be we should be
1: acting on well I, I i'm obviously biased so you know i have i know one sales leader who's buying 100 copies of my book to give to his sales force for christmas um for me it's a um you know 20 30 dollars 20 pounds is not a lot of money to to spend in terms of getting a background Every, every senior leader, everybody in sales and every leader has to understand what this is in in the world today, we have to know certain things so you know 20 years ago, we all had to learn what PowerPoint and and word processors and stuff were. And then, of course, what happens is that people, kids actually it in school and now it's just embedded in society and it's just a normal thing. It's the same as that. What we have to do is actually start learning and understanding what digital is. Now, there may be there will be people out there that say it's just not for them. I mean, I have a friend who's actually just moved jobs because he's moved to a job where he doesn't want to, the, the, the organization he's moved to he actually checked out and they're not doing anything on social and he's going to sit there for five years until he retires. And there will always be people like that. When I first got my first laptop, which for some people will think is, you know, when laptops first came out and I, 25% of the sales force said, I'm sorry, but we don't type. We're salespeople. We have a sales administrator and they they type and they went to other companies that didn't, that, that didn't, that didn't do that, and of course those people are retired, and those companies that had the sales administrators don't exist anymore. Um, and um, you know they went and worked at Digital and um, um, all of those companies that don't exist. And and so you know there is this 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 uh, process that goes on. You we have to understand this, and a good place to start would be um, uh, uh, my book. But the other thing is to is that you you it this is skills that people don't have. So, so we're talking about digital skills. So, what we see is that there's a lot of people that will, will go and get, we'll go and get someone in their trenches, they are they're digital natives. They'll they'll understand it. They may understand what social media is, but they don't have the the business acumen to go with it. This is an understanding of of how to get leads and meetings. So, we've seen people recruited. When you look at their LinkedIn profiles, they clearly don't understand. You know, we've we've got someone who came to me the other day said, "Oh yes, I'm a social media expert. You've not posted on LinkedIn for two years, any content. But how can you call yourself a social media expert if you don't even know how to use social media?" So, so we have this situation where we have lots of experts, but actually not any expertise. Now, the the only organization I know that is actually doing social properly, if you go to look at any of the DLA Ignite people, we're all the high water market. We're the only company in the world that has um, a process that's been certified by a sales sales, uh, governing body. So the Institute of Sales Professionals, as they are now, um, have basically certified our social selling methodology. They've gone through it, they've bent it and taken it apart, and and and, all, and 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 it's and and it's now so you can get a qualification. It's the only qualification in the world in social selling uh, by using our methodology, and the ISP has certified that. Now. So, so people can spend, keep spending time and wasting money tinkering around the edges doing these. Oh, we're going to do a hints and tips session, which will generate nothing. Um, or what they do is that they understand that we need to have a process. We need to actually learn something new. This is this is something that that that's that's different. And all the examples that I can give you of where people have got. Um, business benefit is where they've actually understood that the the things that they what they need to do. Now I can walk you through and say, right, there's three things that you need. One is a buyer-centric profile. This is a profile based on your buyer, not on you. This is a radical thing because most salespeople think it's all about them and it's not. For, it's all about the buyer. The buyer is in control. The buyer is searching. The buyer is looking for a solution. Um, you need a you need a network. So you need as wide and as varied network as you you can have. Now, if you're not connected to people in, in the companies that you're trying to sell to or influence, you're not going to sell to them. You, know, you need to connect to them, but you need to connect to them in a way that's not spammy, because when you connect to somebody, that gives you an opportunity to have a conversation. And as we know, conversations generate sales, not in, uh, oh, by the way, are you OK? Oh, by the way, I've got this product and it's really, that's spam. There's a there's a you know, we teach people how to connect to organize, to to connect to people, to have conversations, how to drive conversations, to to, to generate sales. The third thing that you need is content. And this isn't brochures or brochures where this isn't white papers or uh, yet another document that says buy my product because we're great. You know, my background is selling accounting systems. Oracle, SAP, Sage—you name every single accounting system. You go out and look, and they all market exactly the same. They all say the same thing. So, as a buyer, you can't differentiate it. So, what we do in in this world of social is that we are actually built—we we build relationships. Because when I connect with you, the connection is with you, not your company. If you move. If you move from Oracle to SAP, my relationship is with you at SAP, not with you at Oracle. And brands cannot work this out. They don't. They cannot understand. They think that the brand is all important. It's not anymore. Christian Ronaldo uh, has more followers than the top ten brands in the world put together. Personality and people are more important than brands. So your job as a company is to empower your people to give them the digital skills they need to basically be able to go out and walk digital corridors and have digital conversations. You need to give them those skills, connecting to people, building relationships with people. Now. When I say building relationships, people often think and look through a lens from 1980, which is I go out to a networking event, I get a business card, I'm trying to get permission to maybe talk to the person, you know, as well as I do in the in the digital age, I can, you know, before this event, I'd never met you. We were recommended by a um, a colleague of mine to talk, um, and um, we then um, exchanged some uh, messages on LinkedIn, and now I'm sitting here. So, relationships can actually happen really quickly. As long as you have a, you know, you looked at my LinkedIn profile, this guy kind of looks like he's, knows what he's talking about. Should have played Credits for England. That's kind of curious. Okay, right, okay. It it, it all builds up to a picture where, okay, that person is out, is okay. They're gonna come along and they're gonna talk some stuff. Uh, You look at, you looked at, would have looked at my connections. Oh, he's connected to a number of people. Yeah, I know that. We've, you know, we probably have 500, you're active in the world of sales I'm active you know we probably have 500 oh yeah I'm connected to Steve yeah Steve's a really good guy therefore Tim's Tim's obviously a good person so we've got this 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 network and I also put out content I put out content every single day you know the moment I finish this I'm going to go and do a video Um, and I'm also you know I I do written content because I know that my buyers are looking for this stuff so those those there's the three things that you need and what that does is it gets you meetings because you go, that person looks okay. They obviously know Steve. And they obviously know what they're talking about because they're putting out interesting content. And this is fundamentally different from the way that people think that they should be selling today, which is the way that they have been for the last 30 years. Um, Brent Adamson, we had him on one of my podcasts uh, the other day. Brent is, the if, if people don't know, he's the one of the co-authors of the Challenger Sale. He said there's lots of tech companies out there at the moment who think they're 10 years ahead of everybody else in the way that they're selling and marketing. In fact, they're 10 years behind because they think that playing the system or playing the odds by sending out as many, making as many phone calls and many as many emails and as many in-mails as that they can spam out there, that somehow or other that is modern selling it's not it's selling from the 1980s he says it's 10 years it's 30 years old and all that does is that it's it, it's a, if we throw enough shit at the wall some of it will stick that isn't selling that's throwing shit at the wall and hoping it will stick you know here we have a way a mechanism so i'll give you an example uh we were targeting targeting a pe company private equity company um, so we did some research, we found out what their business issue, Their business issue is, is that because of COVID they're not going to sell out in three years, it's going to take them five, that's going to have a big impact to them because they can't, move. It. what they want to do is take a company, grow it, sell it and then move on, five years is going to have an impact to them, so what we did was that um, uh, we we all have great profiles, we connected to the various people that we needed to in the PE company, not one person, but all the different people that would actually have we needed to influence. And we put out a piece of content, not a brochure or something that says, Hey, um, up, buy our product because we're great. We put out a co- piece of content that actually talked about the one issue that they have, which is that they need to grow. And what they were looking to do is actually, um, uh get international expansion because if they are able to expand internationally what they think they can do is actually sell out in the three years instead of the five years so what we did was that um my colleague put that um out on the Monday put piece
0: of what kind of sorry sorry to interrupt uh, um when you said a piece of content was that written content was yeah he put out a piece of he put
1: out a piece of written content on the Monday now remember we already have great profiles. We're not spammy profiles. We've already connected to the people within the company that that, that we need to actually influence. So so we know that they're going to see the content. And then we write a piece of content. Now, that piece of content could be applicable for every PE company. But we actually aimed it at a particular individual. So we put and that you out. You wrote that content them. and you wrote that content. You, you didn't
0: send it to them directly, you posted no, no. it out. We just, in we the, just in put an it on way. our
1: profiles. But yeah. because we're connected to the people, yeah. and because we're connected to the, the, those people and people that influence them and stuff like that, that we know that they're pretty much going to see that. We also know that because they we've connected to them, they know who we are, because we've got great profiles. And you didn't
0: so, tag them, you didn't tag them anyway. You just you just them. posted it out, right?
1: Just, just posted it out. So did yeah. that on a Monday. Tuesday, my colleague got a call, said that's really interesting. Can he come and talk to us? Wednesday mm. we presented to them um uh, and he said we have a we have an introductionary a presentation that we give to people about introduction to social media and and the changes that that's taken place and we walk them through some of the clients so we did that on the Tuesday Wednesday he basically invited us to 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 go to present to his board Friday we presented to the the wider board of the PE company Monday we got purchased order.
0: Now okay, but is but is that t- is that a typical experience or it's a or is it's a, a it's a
1: it's a fairly typical experience because of the fact that what you gotta remember that what people are doing now in the way that they buy, you know, is mm. that they actually go out online and they do their research online. We get a lot of people coming to us saying, We've been out, we've looked at the and we want to buy. Mm. Um mm. And because what they've done is that the, the buying process takes place without us knowing about it. And they turn up and we get a piece of inbound saying, we've gone out and we've looked at all the different people and we want to buy you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also, okay. but 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 so but but you know the discussions that we often see online is, oh yeah, social selling is you just sit there and you just hope. No, this is a proactive way of selling. And what I explained to you is a proactive way that we said, here's an account. This is a particular account that we want to to sell to. And then the speed at which that basically um uh, we were able to to to, to actually um, take that to close, because what we've done is that we've made sure that we've got the the the, the connections. They're seeing that we're putting out content uh, that's interesting, and what that's doing is it's resonating with them. And then what we're doing is we're getting meetings, and then we're taking those to close.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I want to break this down actually for, yeah. for our viewers and listeners because what you just shared there was so powerful. Um, and I'm worried it's going to go over the heads of some some of the some of the readers and listeners, not because they can't grasp it, but because it might seem too simple or too, uh, you know, they've probably heard it before. Um, what you did there, it's not really just about it wasn't about social selling. In fact, you know, when I read your book, I realized that social selling is the medium, and you've got to play to the rules of that medium by how people engage. But there are some fundamentals that are very important that if you don't get them right, it doesn't matter what medium you use or channel or mode of communication you use, it's still not going to work. And you gave an example there, Tim, of one that's really powerful. It's one that I've, I talk about time and time again, you know, I I, I put out in my research, it's going to be in my upcoming book. And that is, um, you came up with a hypothesis, right? It's not just insight led, led sales, right? It's not just throwing out a piece of data anymore. You literally came out with a hypothesis that said, hey, we see that for you as a, as a private equity, you want to exit a business or sell a business in three years. And because of what's happening now, you're now pushing it to five years, which is going to have this detrimental impact. Here are some suggestions that we have around how you can bring that back down to three years. And, there is, and that, that's good times for everyone. And what you then did was said, right? Okay, we're not going to send this out via cold message or via an email. Sorry, via cold call or via cold email. Yep. We're going to send it out on LinkedIn, and we're going to use LinkedIn in the in the best way possible. And that is not sending a, a direct message through LinkedIn, which is again just a, a different form. It's a different of cold form of spam. Email of, of spam. Yeah, we're going to actually post this out um because we're already connected when we did all the we did the process properly so that when we do send this out a it's not directly at them so they don't feel as if they're being pitched to but secondly um you know we're, we're playing to the rules not to the rules but we're playing within the kind of dimensions of that social media platform and we know that they're going to see it but but here's the point i really want to come across which is None of that would have worked if you didn't get the hypothesis right. So you obviously did quite a bit of homework there. Can you can you tell me how long did it take you to do that piece of homework about and understand about them and then craft the content?
1: We we we'd we'd understood we'd, we'd spoken to somebody in the marketplace um, mm. and that's what they told us. You know, we, it was a classic, classic question. You know, what 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 are the things that are keeping you awake at night? And that was we were told that that was what the the, the situation was in terms of, um, they needed to get, um, uh, international expansion. Now the, the thing about content, the, the mistake that people make with content is that right now, your marketing department will be making very, very bland content because the idea is what we do is that we try and, um, uh, make it as bland as we can. So it will appeal to as many people as many can. people. In fact, it appeals to nobody it becomes Mm. completely vanilla now. The piece of the the other thing, the mistake that they do is that they try and make they write a piece of content to show how clever they are. So white white papers, for example, is a classic example of a a company trying to prove how clever it is, but you got to remember that when you read something you only remember one thing. So I'll have 150 clever things in a white paper, but you'd only even if you actually read it that don't think anybody does, but you'd only re- remember one thing. So the, the, the thing that you do with content is if it's a 300 word blog, you'll read it. If it's a2,000 word white paper, you'll put it in that file on the desktop that says, I'll read this when I'm dead. So so um, the, the, what you do with content is that we didn't go in there and say, there's this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue. We went in with one issue, kept it small and short in terms of 300 words, and that was the way that you, you get people to talk. We then can put out another one saying, this is what the second issue is. But don't forget, th- this piece of content could actually um, uh, be applicable to any PE company that, is, that, is, um, uh, that has this sort of impact. But what we're doing mm-hmm. is that we're using content in a way to actually make sure that we get and accelerate the, the deal so rather than basically throwing shit at the wall and hoping it will stick basically this is saying we know what the business issue is we're going to we can accelerate the the opportunity by uh, by by allowing us to do that piece of focus now i can also give you an example about where we haven't where we use content in a way to get leads and meetings where we don't know what the business issue is So, for example, one of the things that you'll see a lot on um, social media, especially on LinkedIn, is that you'll get this debate about personal content. I put up details about the fact that my father was dying on on, uh, social media, um, because what I wanted to do was share with people um, and people for for people to understand the the, the, the trauma that I was going through um, and and um, that creates a conversation may not create a conversation right then but people in my network would understand that because what we're doing here is we're getting people not but we're getting people to understand who Tim Hughes is. Hmm. So if the classic example is you go to a salespeople, salesperson and say what's the best way to get a deal closed and they say well I take them out for dinner I take the client out for dinner or I take the client to, to a sports game. Okay, that's great. So when you do that, what do you do? Do you take some brochures along and, and basically talk about business? And they say, no, of course I don't. Um, I talk about their family and the fact that you've got a, a, a daughter and they play in the snow. Because as soon as you start uh, understanding the, these things, we start um, getting this crossover and we start knowing, liking and trusting us. So we know that when we go to the sports and we go to out for dinner with our clients, we don't talk about work. And and this is what we see on LinkedIn. We're seeing what we're seeing is a, is a recognition that social media reflects us who we are. We're not interested in brochures. We know that. Research shows that. So stop sharing them. Um, what we're interested in is what we call live content. We're interested in in we're interested in things to do with business. So an article that's going to help us, not a brochure. We're, we're also interested in the, who the person is. Who, what, what does Tim get up to at the weekend? Because that's what we would, that's what we would talk about um, mm-hmm. if, we were, um, um, if we were getting to know somebody, especially a prospect. Um, so for example, one of the things that we do in this um, um introduction to social media presentation that we give to, to new prospects. Um, We have a particular uh, subject where uh, one of my team, um, it was their his son's 16th birthday, and it was during COVID, and his son wanted to get out and get drunk, um, but he had to go to the beach with his dad, um, which is boring, um, but, you know, and um, dad posted some pictures of it, and you've all seen stuff on that on LinkedIn the difference is is that we have a methodology as we talked about behind that how to harvest that so off the back of that he got 184 leads he got six c level meetings mm-hmm. he um uh he uh, got two proposals and one purchase order now it took him 10 minutes to do uh, now there's not one single demand gen activity cold calling email advertising whatever that will, can generate you six c level meetings in 10 minutes now we're not. This is this is this is different from from saying we know a business issue and we're going to target a particular account. This is a way of of prospecting and prospecting at scale to get you the level of you know C level meetings in ten minutes. I mean that's mm. awesome. Yeah, and, that's
0: incredible. And being,
1: able to, and, and being able to do that, you know. You you, you know, this is why organizations, once they start social selling, they start switching off the Google ads and they start switching off the the emails and stuff like that, which which is they know it's not generating anything. It's just they're just living on hope. Here's a strategy that's going to get them. You know, you've got 10 salespeople and you've got six C-level meetings. That's 60 C-level meetings that you can get. I mean, that's going to transform your um, your forecast. Um, this is what we, t- when I talk about transformation, transforming the forecast of, of, and, and the revenues and the, um, the competitive advantage of organizations today, that's just, just wanted to make sure that you've got that, um, uh, difference in the type of content.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tim, <clears throat> this has been an incredible conversation. Um, you've, you know, I, I've, I've been involved in social, well, I've been involved in using social media. As a means to get my my thoughts out uh, out there, to hear from others, to connect with more people. Um, but having read your book and now have having had this conversation with you, uh, you know, I realize there's so much that I didn't know, and so I've learned a huge amount. And and not only that, I've learned to appreciate a huge amount from you as well. Not just learn new things. Um, and I, I'm confident that our viewers and listeners will have done the same here. And, well, I hope and so. I would, this is about learning. You know. them. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I, I didn't mean, married. I didn't mean to. No, no, talk. no, not at all. Please go ahead. No, I was just, you know, what I'm, you know, what I'm, that what I'm trying to do is, 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 is get people to understand that there's this, that there is a new way of working, um, and and hopefully what they'll do is that they'll start investigating it because. It's it's a fascinating way that people are getting results. Um and it's not reliant on, on the legacy sales and marketing methods of the past. Um, well, hopefully today, people have learned something and they've got something to take away.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the results speak for themselves, right? Um, a lot of us will already, a lot of our viewers and listeners will have heard, you know, the um the research that Gartner produced, where you know, they found that. 33% of buyers actually want to sell a free experience. Um, and most people are worried because buyers are changing. But that's not actually the whole picture. The other side of the picture, and I've, I've, I've spoken to 11 um, solution architects or system integrators for very large companies from WPP, to Dentsu to others. And these are people that are involved in applying the technologies that those businesses run the whole business on. And the bad news is that it's also your employers who are trying to figure out a more effective way to sell their products and services. Mm. And unfortunately, one of the things that they're looking at are the salespeople themselves, because cold calling and cold email is hugely inefficient, and hugely costly mm. um, for very little return. And so guess what, it's not just your buyers, that are trying to, um, that are trying to shift you out of your job. Unfortunately, it's also your own employers who are trying to look for better, smarter and more efficient ways to do the same thing or do more. And so if we don't change as salespeople, then either our buyers will make us irrelevant or our very employers will make us irrelevant as well. So what you've shared here today was hugely inspirational for me. Mm -hmm. And I I personally would recommend, I'm not endorsed, you haven't endorsed me, you haven't sponsored me in any way, but I would personally recommend that people read your second edition book because it covers a huge amount of things that you need to look at, especially the process that you talked about. We've talked about your book a bit. And, and I, I, I recognize now that we're out of time, it's, it's gone by really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of questions I want to ask you, uh, which I ask all of our um, guests that come on the show. So which three books? Or uh, which three books would you recommend our viewers and listeners read? Or, yeah. uh, you know, maybe three experts that you recommend they follow and, and learn from?
1: The, uh, three books would be, uh, the Jeffrey Moore book, um, which is crossing the chasm. Second book is, uh, the first 90 days, which is Michael D Watkins. If you're getting a new job as in you're being promoted or whatever, or you're moving to a new company, it's just awesome. Um, it's got all kinds of, um, um, templates and stuff for you to sit down and work out so you don't walk in and um and get it all wrong and another good book is um by michael Gale and chris aarons which is the digital helix i've read a lot of books about digital transformation but this one is um, actually, does get into the nuts and bolts of talking about digital transformation and understanding that it's not about a new ERP system or new payroll system or something like that. It is actually about empowering the people um, and providing them with um, and getting them to 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 change the processes to be digital processes.
0: Yeah, I, I I've read two of those books, but not okay, the yeah. digital, Hel- digital helix. I haven't read. Right. So that, uh that one sounds very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Tim. You're welcome. Um, how can our viewers and listeners uh, connect with you and uh, learn more about you? Uh,
1: so the best place to get me is on LinkedIn. I'm Timothy or Tim Hughes on LinkedIn. I'm Timothy underscore Hughes on Twitter. Um, and you can get the book social selling techniques to influence buyers and change makers um, from Amazon uh, across the world.
0: Tim, thank you very much thank for you. coming on the show and sharing what you've what you've shared with us. I thought this is hugely informative and I, I certainly learned a lot. So thank you for coming Ooh, on the you. show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mohid. It's been I have loved it. It's been really exciting. Thank you. And Great a lovely stuff. snowy so, day as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you for coming on. And this is Moed Amin signing out. Uh, if you have any questions about what has been discussed today, do please contact us. Alternatively, if you're also interested in looking at the science of persuasion and sales, particularly from a neuroscience, as well as a a research perspective. You know, I've interviewed 428 buyers in the last 15 years, so I can tell you what turns them away and what turns them towards you as a salesperson. Then uh, link in the show notes for you to be able to contact me. Until the next episode, thank you, everyone.